0: I'm Kate Daniels. I'm so excited to have Dr. Kara Fitzgerald with us this morning. She's a certified functional medicine practitioner whose research has focused on aging from the perspective of nutrition and something called epigenetics. At the very least, it's fascinating, but the other end of the spectrum, well, it's life changing. And we're going to be educated on this now, so be fully prepared. Dr. Kara Fitzgerald, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us this morning.
1: Oh, okay, it's just a pleasure to be talking to you today.
0: Well, you are an answer um, to prayer, or you're just this greatest gift that we can get, in part, you know, after the holidays. You. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> but seriously, you know, a book such as this, Younger You, Reduce Your Bio Age and Live Longer Better, what could we want more than that?
1: Right. I absolutely agree with you. I think it's the most important direction that we can be going in for, you know, good health and longevity.
0: Exactly. We know that there's a a mentality in our society about, oh, I want to look younger. And it kind of gets stuck there, I think, about the look Mm -hmm. and doing all the kind of cosmetic kinds of things. Which begin to kind of look a little questionable. This yeah. the the reason this is so great. It's so it's natural and really is genuine. Like right throughout ourselves because we're going to get into then an important term of what the research here is, and that's epigenetics. Right?
1: Epigenetics. Yeah. That's right. Yes. How our genes are regulated. It's the study of how our genes are regulated.
0: And so I think, well, this was a new term to me, I dare say it is Mm -hmm. for most people. So you have a great metaphor, I think, that we can understand to kind of get a sense of what epigenetics is.
1: Yeah. So our genes are, are hardware. You know, we probably all have computers. We certainly have smartphones, so there's hardware that's sitting in there that you know, houses the programs that run on our computer or our phone. And then it's the software or, you know, it has our RAM and memory and so forth. But all of that, it's just an inert chunk of metal, basically, <laughs> unless it's filtered through our software. So we can think about our genes as our hardware and then what turns the hardware on, what gives us the what we see on our computer, whether we're, you know, perusing the internet, or we're working in an Excel spreadsheet or a Word document, whatever we might be doing, that's the software. And so hardware is genes, kind of this inert material that needs to be turned on and regulated um, based on what we need. And that is done so through epigenetics, which we can say is like our software.
0: And this is not exclusive to anyone,
1: meaning. That's exactly it, right. right. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. Let me just, I'll back up and tell you, and I can walk into why this is so important in aging, but I want to back up and tell you, we just unlocked the genes that we have in our body. Like we really just mapped out those genes in the early 2000s. It wasn't that long ago. And we realized that our genetic information is actually far more Rudimentary than we anticipated. We thought that the genes would tell us why we get heart disease or, you know, why some people age faster or why we get diabetes. We thought that our genes would really provide us with these answers. And we ended up discovering that they don't. <laughs> In the rare, you know, with the rare exception, they don't tell us a lot about our wellness journey on the planet. And that it's actually epigenetics or our epigenome, that which regulates our genetic expression that holds a lot of these answers.
0: And that translates to very exciting news because it means that just because genetically we feel we might be predisposed, we
1: can change that. Yes, that's exactly, exactly, exactly (laughs) correct. That What we're doing, how we're living, how we're eating, how we're engaging in the world, how we're thinking, being, feeling, just all of these environmental, quote-unquote, that's what we use in science, variables are influencing the behavior of our genes. like the rubber meets the road with us. We can get in the driver's seat of our gene expression. We don't have to be victims of it. It's so empowering. Uh, I mean, it's really very exciting.
0: Yes, it is super empowering at any time, and I think given what we've been living through these past two years, almost two years, even more exciting because it's become we've become more conscious of the things that go on in our body about our health and well-being, and here we see. Here's how to really affect change and make yourself biologically younger.
1: Yes, that's right. Yes, yeah, so it, it does turn out that this our biological age is both measured by looking at epigenetics and epigenetic expression, and it seems to actually drive age. So aging seems to fundamentally start here. In this region of gene regulation. So not the genes themselves, but the way that they're regulated. Aging really appears to start right there. It's just such a massive understanding and a big change in the scientific world. Like it's it's a fundamental paradigm shift that's happening.
0: So just to stay with that a moment, this happened with your group of researchers that you really were Uncovering this, it was a small study, but still a study that demonstrated this, including for yourself, right?
1: Yeah, I I wasn't a participant in the study, but I have been measuring my biological age and using our study program, actually, for years I've been following it. Many scientists have been unlocking this whole biological age knowledge. I wouldn't put myself at the center. Like, it wasn't us. There's something called the biological age clock clock which uses epigenetics, a specific type of epigenetic mechanism called DNA methylation. Sorry, I'm getting so polysyllabic here, but this biological age clock using epigenetics was really discovered by Steve Horvath and the folks in his laboratory at UCLA. And then, and since then, people are starting to use this clock, and this is looking again at gene expression. And you can really tell using the, this clock, and there are subsequent clocks. There's a handful of clocks out there now where we can see, you know, where our biological age is as compared to our chronological age. You can't do anything about how many years you've been on the planet. You can't change that. But you can change how well you're aging, how fast you're aging. And our study, the massive, you know, the big thing about our study there's, is, is that there are just a handful of studies out right now suggesting that you can reverse age. And we are one of those. Um, Additionally, amazing things about our study is that it's, you know, at the time of publication, it was the only study that had a control group. So we had people not doing anything and we had people participating and it was only eight weeks long. So there's some kind of unique, extraordinary pieces in our study. Um, And then you know, finally, sort of the piece de resistance, we were able to reverse biological age, you know, not with drugs or, you know, kind of more risky interventions, but with diet and lifestyle. So within eight weeks time, um, as measured by biological age, we were able to reduce the study participants biological age by over three years in eight weeks time as compared to the control group. And um, to date, we are, we're standing alone there.
0: And how can that be anything but exciting news? I for, know.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: If, in just eight weeks to, yeah. which any of us can, you know, start now, and eight weeks is, oh, I can see eight weeks, so let's get yes. on this new track and, and see some great changes, right?
1: Yes, yes. And the one of you know a big paradigm shifter i think in the you know just happening across sciences and hopefully it will just light all of us up in the in the world is that biological age is or a- age in general is the biggest risk factor for most of the chronic diseases it's the biggest risk factor for dementia for cardiovascular disease for diabetes for cancer so if we can focus on reversing our biological age, the gains are, you know, for, for me as the individual, for us as individuals, are absolutely extraordinary. But for the world, for our country, if we can, if we can reverse biological age a little bit, you know, the cost savings, the quality of life, um, you know, the caregiver support, like the, the, the potential of focusing on biological age reversal is absolutely extraordinary. Yes. And not by much. I just want to tell you there was a study published. David Sinclair is a Harvard scientist, um, who, a biogerontologist. He's, he's studying aging, and he just published um, last year in, in Nature Aging, which is a real prestigious journal with a couple of other authors looking at the economics of a little bit of age reversal. So simply one year um, of extended lifespan would save $38 trillion here in the U.S., just one year. And tenfold. So if we could actually reverse bio age by 10 years, you could save $38 tri- trillion, or, excuse me, $380 trillion. Um, so it doesn't,
0: Take much. So that in itself is amazing news when yeah. we are hearing those kinds of huge numbers bandied about and what we want to do for people. But here this is about our life and making our life better. So it's saving money, yes. but it also what's important is how we are feeling and what we yes. can do and contribute. Yes. That uh, There's
1: no yes. dollar
0: value for that.
1: That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I know. I'm a, you know, I'm 54. I'm a mom of a four year old. And to, to, to say that I'm invested in this work <laughs> from the most personal of levels, you know, it, it doesn't even express it. Like, I am so utterly committed to keeping my bio age young, to being as healthy and robust as. Um, you know, just as long as possible. I mean, it's this is personal for me.
0: So you have shared your chronological age, but share with us what your biological age is. <laughs>
1: <Thanks>. yeah. <laughs> so biologically, I've been tracking my bio age for many years now. We've been doing this this work for maybe the uh, six years, and so I've been tracking my bio age. And my most recent measure was um, forty one. Isn't that just <laughs> as <take> <laughs> absolutely
0: wouldn't any of us because of just how you feel? Yeah. Right? the And having a four-year-old, yes, you, you need, that requires a lot of energy. <laughs> That's right. It
1: does. <laughs> yeah, it does. So it, it does. It feels really good. It feels, it's empowering for me to see that the program worked in eight weeks time it's, imp- it's extremely empowering, exciting for me to see just in my own experience that it has reversed my bio age. And there's been, you know, a bit of an increase in the reversal um, over the duration of time that I've been doing it. I do want to say, though, that the clock that I used originally, since I've been doing this for a while, is different than this clock. So there's probably a little bit of variation there, but the the bottom line is that my biological age is, you know, I couldn't ask for, for more. I don't know that I need to get any younger. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll keep it and, you know, and just support the rest of us in doing it. We will continue to research this. We've got a um, digital platform. We've got an app um, that we're structuring to be able to have uh, an arm where people who choose to can participate in um you know, letting us research them and their experience in it. So we'll continue to refine it and be able to see, you know, how many, if people stick with the program longer, can we continue to reverse bioage? Can we layer in certain supplements? Like we'll really be looking carefully um, at possibilities. In the meantime, just doing our program is, um, you know, has demonstrated some really neat results. Some powerful results.
0: So we want to talk about that program. Let's though mention that this book is just coming out, younger yeah. you, and certainly you know it's just the the, the mo- most must have kind of book and direction yeah. that is going to be very beneficial for us.
1: Yes, 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 yes. I, I, yes. The book is um, will walk you through exactly what we did in our study. It'll walk you through what to transition to after you've completed. It will, it covers a tour of this science, this new field of science, and how interesting and extraordinary it is. And it does so with, in plain language. Um, I worked with a co author. I, I think I can quickly get into a rabbit hole that makes no sense. And so I worked with a co author who really helped translate the science so that this book is available to everybody like you. We can all get it. Plus, we've got a ton of recipes. I've got a, a brilliant nutrition team here in my clinic practice, and we all work together. The nutritionists supported our study participants, um, and we developed a, a, a packet of recipes and so forth that are all um, eminently doable, and we, we include those in, um, in the book as well
0: also to help us with that, a shopping list, getting us on track for the kinds of foods to get. And this is not anything out of the ordinary. It just helps to focus us on the things to spend our money, I think, wisely and and use it beneficially.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, there's no crazy foods that you need to travel the globe to obtain. We do... Our ratios might be a little bit different. We are looking at nutrients. We call them epinutrients because they're epigenetically active. We're leaning heavily. We're making sure that you're consuming a lot of these nutrients that help specifically epigenetics. You know, it's, it's a lot of vegetables. There's not a lot of sugar. You know, you do consume protein, animal protein. If you eat animal protein, there's a vegan structure if you don't. You know, we're recommending healthy fats and, you know, sufficient hydration. We're recommending colorful vegetables, cruciferous veggies, some herbs and spices like rosemary turns out to be potently epigenetically active, curcumin and turmeric, another super important epi nutrient. Um, Green tea is your epigenome's best friend. Maybe revisiting beets if you haven't eaten beets and beet greens, but beets themselves—you don't need to eat a lot of them every day. Um, but a, you know, maybe one or two medium-sized beets. They're epinutrients. They are smart for genetic regulation. And so, everything we put into the diet—and we do have a lifestyle component to talk about—is designed towards optimizing genetic expression and reducing biological age.
0: And that lifestyle component, again, I think we've heard this over the years, but it's very specific here as to really the simple path we can take.
1: Yeah. You know, now that we're able to look at gene expression, that we're able to look at epigenetics, it's validating what we've known. Uh, It's showing, maybe it's refining the lens a little bit. And I think it's underlining the importance of these habits. Really, with a bold Sharpie marker, it's underlining the importance. So, for instance, some kind of stress de stressing habit, we used meditation. Uh, so, we recommend a twice daily small meditation practice. That's what we used in our study. It could be yoga, it could be Tai Chi, you know, whatever works for you. We walk you through exactly what we did in our study, and then we talk about, you know, other ways things you can do. Basically, you want to do something and you want to stick to it as long as it works for you. But a huge aha for me, huge, was how potently pro-aging stress is. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty driven. I'm type A. I used to be a competitive athlete. And I know that we need to address stress. I work with people who've got stress-related illness in my practice all the time. But I want to confess and say that this being deeply in this science and seeing how potently stress drives aging it has been a huge wake up call for me and has really solidified this important commitment in my life. And I feel grateful for that. So, some sort of a way to de stress. Sleep is another thing. And I talk about it, you know, and give examples of. Publication so science around why this is so that all of this is in the book and the research is in the book. Poor sleep is really pro-aging. I guess these were my two challenges. So being a mom of a toddler, my sleep, of course, when she was a newborn was really quite disrupted. And as I wrote in the book, I trained for good sleep, like training for a marathon. How do we do it? How do we actually achieve really deep sleeps? We all know folks who are blessed with fabulous sleep. And then there's folks like me and, you know, layer into the fact that I've got a kid and I'm up all the time, you know, and my sleep was very disrupted. And disrupted sleep is pro-aging. There's no doubt about it. So I talk in detail in the book about what we can do to get better sleep. And what I want to say for me, my big aha, was that a lot of little steps can add up. You know, you're not just going to miraculously become that amazing, you know, sleeper friend that you've got. But you can do things like make your room darker. I invested in room darkening shades for me and for my daughter and, you know, made my room cooler. I've got a good mattress. I use some melatonin. When I do wake up, when Isabella wakes me up and I'm having a hard time quieting or if I've had a particularly busy day and I've got a lot running around in my mind, I cover some apps that one can download and have on their phone and just pop a headset on and, you know, do these various sleep talk downs or, you know, I play white noise in Isabella's room and I found that that's really helpful for me as well. And so there's an accumulation of small steps. Obviously, we want to lay off the caffeine and, you know, we want to minimize the screen exposure. What else? I use a wearable. So I personally love wearing A ring that can give me sleep data. So there's wearables like an Apple watch or a Fitbit, et cetera. There's all sorts of ways that we can track our sleeping these days. And I find that being a data hound, you know, being a scientist, I just find that to be interesting and useful for me as well. Exercise. So that's the final pillar in the lifestyle structure. We need to move, no doubt about it. The literature is so, so, so clear that we have to exercise, but we don't need to go crazy. In our study, we, prescribed a very modest 30 minutes, five days a week at a perceived exertion of 60 to 80%. So that's where you're breathing maybe a little bit heavier, not too crazy, but you can still carry on a conversation. And then obviously when you get up towards 80%, it's a little bit harder, but I talked through how to figure that out. Do whatever activity works for you. Do what you can commit to do you need community? Do you want to chit-chat on the phone while you're exercising? I mean, I just kind of walk through all of the science around why it's so important for genetic expression, and I talk about you know ways to get going with it. But the minimum prescription is fine. You do not want to do a couch to CrossFit. If you're not in, in shape, you don't need to push it. In fact, there's some suggestion that if we're too excessive, that that's actually pro-aging. So you want to be within what works for you and, of course, most consistent with it. A very exciting finding was that cancer is a big risk factor. And again, aging is the biggest risk factor for cancer. And exercise actually helps with gene regulation specifically related to cancer genes. They're actually protective cancer genes. So protective cancer genes get shut down as we age. This is a bad fallout of aging. And it actually, it's similar to cancer itself. So when we have cancer, the cancer will take over gene expression. So cancer itself can take over gene expression, shut down genes that we want on to protect our body. Aging does the same thing. Exercise, this one recent study demonstrated that it can help turn these genes back on and as we age, it does it even more efficiently. So, my point with this, my very long winded point, is that the older we get, the more important exercise is and the more impactful it can be on gene expression. And incidentally, the foods that we're recommending do behave similarly. These nutrients that are epigenetic specific nutrients behave almost like exercise. I mean, it's just a kind of extraordinary to me. It's just all very exciting how much we can get into the driver's seat and optimize our genetic expression.
0: I hear your enthusiasm. I'm excited. Just, you know, even back as we started, when I was even first seeing that this book was available and what it talked about, and that it is so available. Yes, we don't have to spend extraordinary amounts of money or, you know, be a certain someone each and yeah. every one of us can easily access this.
1: Yes, we can. And I would argue that we have to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that Yes. It's just really essential that we're getting, that we are much more in the driver's seat than we knew. And, you know, it's just, just imperative that we take the mantle up and start to reverse our bio-age. Yes. It
0: is the solution very basically for our own good life but when we look out at the big picture it's the solution to all the things that are crippling our whole planet all of us yes
1: yes that's right I agree with you and one of the really neat things when we published our first study it goes through peer review so other scientists read it critically and comment and you know one of the most exciting pieces of feedback we got was that this is Important because it can be adopted. It can be widely adopted, Mm. that it's not out of reach. It's not a new, untested, or if it has been tested, it's extraordinarily extensive, you know, drug or, you know, it's risky or it's just diet and lifestyle, but we're seeing it through the lens of gene expression. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I want to say is we know from the literature that even a single exercise session or a single meditation can have favorable effects on gene regulation, on epigenetics. So just one thing can move us favorably, but it's the cumulative effect of hanging in there with that habit that has the most potential bang for its buck. So when we're talking about gene regulation, yes, any step on the journey is an important step, but it's continuing to walk the journey. So when you read the book, you want to think about how you can bring this into your life. You know, what's realistic for you. And I hope that I'm setting that out. You know, I really want to kind of lower the branch for everyone to grab.
0: I feel you have. I feel that your own personal experience and the way that you've now expressed what we can do really demonstrates how accessible it is to each and every one of us and, and the reasons for it. So we should mention the availability of the book. It's just freshly out, you know, perfect Mm -hmm. timing. So we can get it at any of our favorite bookstores, of course. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And so that is Younger You. And also, people may want to learn more about you and the work of Mm -hmm. your clinic. So let's mention that.
1: Yes. Yes. So we're a clinic, we're a large integrative medical center. We're here in Connecticut, but we are mostly, we have a large virtual footprint. So our Connecticut office is relatively small, but virtually we're quite large. And we've got MDs, NDs. We have um, a large nutrition team. Everybody here is versed in the Younger You program and we incorporate it. You know, we've been using it for years. and, And so anybody who's interested in working with us and you know we layer the younger you program into whatever it is that we're addressing. So whatever whatever health issues an individual might have, we can incorporate elements. So um anybody is welcome to reach out to us. Um, our website is just is my name. It's just DRs and Dr as in doctor, dr dot com. So that's the website with the clinic. You can also find out about, you know, we blog and there's a bunch of recipes on the site. There's recipes that are Younger You approved, as we say. So you can, you know, explore that. If you haven't gotten the book yet, you can see what we're up to over there. There's just all sorts of good content. I have a podcast and that's over on the website, too. So you can find that. We also have this digital program, the app that one can do and that they can find information out by going to YoungerYouProgram.com. So Younger You Program will tell you just about the book and where to buy it if you want to, and it will, talk, it will give you access to the app if you would like to uh, go in that direction. So there's lots of ways that we can connect.
0: Oh, yes. There's something for every age group. You know, apps are certainly very popular and I think cross-generationally. So uh, that's really a wonderful tool. But this, you know, I started out by saying this is a gift, that you're a gift, and it truly is. I think we all have experienced that with how you've, uh, in a very short time, kind of laid it out for us, uh, Dr. Fitzgerald. I am just so grateful and so excited as to what this means for each and every one of us.
1: Uh, Well, it's it's just been a treat to be able to talk to you, and and thank you for your support and enthusiasm. It's an exciting time for us. We're in an exciting time that we're seeing these basic interventions can, you know, change our lives.
0: And that's what we're looking for, for good, positive change. Thank you again.